Thanks, Emma. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's good to be together this Christmas Eve, isn't it? Celebrating together, being with one another. Let me sort myself out. I need this for later. I'm going to pop it down here. If we haven't met, my name is Tim, and I have the great privilege of uh, bringing us this word from John chapter 1 this morning. Uh, As I do this, there's a couple of things I need you guys to know. Uh, First, kids, you're probably like, oh, great. We have to sit through the boring guy speaking up the front. Uh, And I've done my best to make it not boring, but there's a few things that you can do to make the most of this time. The first thing is, uh, you might have received a pack with some uh, paper and colouring and stuff and stickers. Uh, Particularly if you're in preschool, that might be helpful for you. Everyone else, well, other kids, there's some finder words. I have easy mode and hard mode. If you didn't get a finder word, there's some on the brown table at the back and some pencils. You might want to run up and get it. And the way that's going to work is, as I talk to you about John chapter 1, I'm going to give you a few words at a time. And you're going to have to see if by the end of when I'm done up here, if you've found all the words. There's 21 in total. So you might want to take an opportunity to do that if you were to run up the back now and grab a find a word. I don't think anyone would notice. You can sneak up there. That's totally fine. Now, as we are talking about Christmas and looking at the Bible and listening to what God has to say about Christmas, I need God's help to speak to you. We all need God's help to hear him speak to us. So how about I pray that God would be with us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the great joy we get to celebrate. Thank you that at Christmas we have presents and family and food and all those things are so fantastic. But Father, thank you so much more for Jesus, who is our light and our saviour. Help us now as we hear your word from John chapter 1, that we would hear you speak and that your word would not return to you empty, but it would work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Now, we're talking about babies. I had a baby this year. I had a baby this year. I had a baby... Hey! This is Chloe. Now, I've not actually had the opportunity to get up the front and preach since she's been born, and so... Obviously, I took my first opportunity to get photos of her. This is Chloe. She's almost four months old. Uh, I took this photo the other night, um, and I just think she looks super cute. Now, I love Chloe, obviously. I love the way she smiles at me. I love the way she goos and gars. She's just learned to roll over. I love the way she rolls over. I don't love the way she tries to do that in bed and keeps herself awake. But other than that, I love everything about Chloe. I think she's just the cutest kid there is. But when she was born, there was no shepherds. There was no angels singing. There was no stars. She was just born in a hospital, and we thought that was pretty great. And you know, even our whole church family thought that was pretty great. But there was no worldwide fuss about it. Now, you might not know, but Chloe's not the only baby born this year at church. We've actually had five babies born this year. Five babies born this year. Hey, Bobby, I think if you select the PowerPoint on the computer, this should work. Hey, there we go. That's a lot of cuteness. That's almost, it's hard to handle all that cuteness in one slide, but please bear with me. Now, we we love all these babies. We think they're all fantastically cute. We love having them in church with us. I love looking out and seeing them, like, sleep in people's arms. Uh, But when, when all of them were born, there was no angels. Not one of them had an angel turn up and sing glory to God when they were born. No shepherds came and you know, checked them out. No wise men came and brought them gold and frankincense and myrrh, as much as 
all us parents would have loved to receive some gold. There was no big fuss, worldwide fuss, no angels when these were, kids were born. We still love them, we think they're fantastic, but no big fuss. When Jesus was born, we already seen some special things happen. Now, I'd love you to call out to me, what are some of the special things that happened when Jesus was born? Lay them on me, yell them out. There was a star in the sky, a fantastic star in the sky. What else? There was angels singing glory to God. What else was there? Shepherds came and visited the baby. Anything else? And the wise men came and worshipped him. I think now I'm just singing that song, aren't I? <laughs> now, these are all fantastic answers and they're all true. All these things happened when Jesus was born. Some of them are actually the first words for your finder words. So, in your finder words, see if you can jot down these words quickly before they disappear off the screen. Kids, I'd love you to see if you can find these words in your finder word. When Jesus was born, there was angels, there were shepherds, there were stars, there was presents. It was pretty special. When Chloe was born, it was special to us, but it, it wasn't as special to the world. I wonder if you've ever asked, what, what is it that makes Jesus' birth so special? We saw a bit of it earlier. But why is Jesus' birth so special? Isn't he just another baby born amongst, you know, hundreds and thousands of babies born on that same year? Millions of babies born over the centuries? What makes Jesus so special? Why, do, why does he get angels? Why does he get shepherds? Why does he get a star? And my baby Chloe doesn't. Well, here's what I want to say. I think that this passage that we're looking at today gives us the answer. This passage here tells us why Jesus is so special, why he deserves angels and shepherds and stars and gold and frankincense and myrrh. This passage tells us why all these amazing things happen when Jesus was born. And, and what I'm going to do is I need to show you two things from the passage. I need to show you first what the world was like before Jesus was born and then we need to look at who Jesus is. So what was the world like before Jesus was born, who Jesus is? Let's start with that first one. Hopefully, kids, you've jotted down those first few words Let's look at what the world was like before Jesus was born. The world was in darkness. This is my first point this morning. The world was in darkness. Kids, here are some more words for your final word. Darkness, stumble, because you can't see in the dark. You fall over, you get lost, and you're blind. Let me show you what I mean from the Bible. So, you might want to have your Bible open in front of you, adults. Open to John 1, that same passage we had read out. Kids, you might choose to listen, but I've also got the verses on the screen in case you don't have a Bible here today. Let me read to you two verses that we had read out for us earlier. So John chapter 1 verses 4 and 5, it reads, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, but before the light shone, what was there? It was just darkness. Now, what does that mean, though? What does it mean? Did, did the sun just not turn on that morning? Were there no light bulbs, no lamps before Jesus was born? Well, let me explain by way of an illustration. And for this illustration, I need a child who is confident, confident to get up the front with me, but also confident that they think they know how this church is laid out, like the back of their hand. Because, hint, hint, you're going to be in darkness. Someone, any volunteers out there? 
Niels, I'm seeing a hand sticking up just over saying this. Come on down, bud. Now, Niels, I've got two of these tea towels at home. I'm going to wrap this around your head. One of them was the one I used to clean up Chloe's vomit last night. And the other one went through the wash. I can't remember which one this is. But I think you'll be okay. When you smell it, you can tell me. Can you face everyone out there? I'm going to put this blindfold on you, bud. Actually, I'll get you to step down so that you don't kill yourself on that step first. Yeah, there we go. All right, here we go. Around your eyes. Can you see anything? No. Oh, yeah? How many fingers am I holding up? Mm, I don't know. Correct. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, now, now, I'm going to get you to stand here. Now, can you see anything? No. Would you say it's dark, what you can see? Perfect, that's what we want to illustrate. Now, Niels, you've already seen this room because the lights are on, you walk down here. So I'm going to have to do something like disorientate you. So I'm going to spin you around a few times. You ready? Spin, 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 whoop, other way, spin, spin, spin. Don't want to make it too easy. Spin, spin, spin. Now, Niels, I would like you, in the darkness of this blindfold, to walk straight down the middle aisle. Do you reckon you can do that for me? All the way to the end. All right, Go. Doing pretty well. Is it hard, Niels? Yeah. You do know that's true. You made it to the end. Pull the blindfold off, my friend. Now, Niels, in a big, loud voice, can you tell me, would that have been easier without the blindfold on? I reckon so. All right, give him a little round of applause. Well done, mate. Thanks, my friend. Next time, I think I'll put traps in the middle for you. Make it a little bit trickier. When Niels was in darkness, it was much harder to get where he needed to go. Now, he knows the place well, because I didn't want him to stack and fall over and break his face open or something. But when, when you can't see, when you're in darkness, it's, it, you can't see what's going on. You can't see the world around you. You can't see what's true. You can't see if there's a pew in front of you or if you're facing the wrong direction. And that's what the Bible means by darkness. Not that you can't see the pews in front of you, but you can't see what's true. You can't see this world properly. You can't see God. You can't know God. You don't know what the world is really like. And that is a big, big problem. That is a really big problem. Because the Bible says that because of sin, we are in a really bad place in this world. And we desperately need God. We can't rescue ourselves. Only God can. But we're in darkness. We can't see God. We can't find God. We can't get to God. When we don't know God, there is no hope for anything outside of this dark world. And because there's people living in darkness, they come to some very strange conclusions about this world, about this hopeless, hopeless world. Now, I've got a video. Now, kids, you might be like, ooh, video, this is going to be exciting. It's not a Disney video. This is a video that your parents might find more interesting. This is a video of a man named Richard Dawkins, who is famous for, among other things, not believing in God. Now, this is a man living in darkness, and this is what he has to say about our world. What do you think happens when you die? As Bertrand Russell said, I believe that when I die, I shall rot. Nothing in my ego shall remain. That's it. Yes. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing else. How could, they, how could it be otherwise? I mean, you, you have a brain, an evolved brain, which works by nerve impulses, and when that decays, what could possibly be left? So you don't believe in, for example, a spirit or a soul? None of that is, that's all conditional entirely on it to a, an actual cerebral... Yes, if, if by spirit or soul you mean something that outlasts the brain, mm-hmm. then I do not believe in it. Really? There's a man who believes 
after this world there is nothing. Darkness. That once his body stops functioning, he will just rot in the ground. There's a man without God who believes all there is is this dark, dark world. And I think that is tragically sad. There's a man without any hope because this world isn't all it's cracked up to be. In this dark world, there's wars, there's suffering, there's tragedy, there's famine, there's hurt, there's sickness, there's death. There are times of happiness and joy, yes, that's true, but there are times of sadness and sorrow. If this life, if this world is all there is, I think that's tragically sad. My life might be relatively joyous, but for so many millions and billions of other people, life is suffering. If there really is no God, that is tragically sad, don't you think? But here's the thing. Here's the good news. Here's where Christmas comes in. There really is a God, and he loves us. And he loves us so much that he doesn't want us to live in darkness, so he sent a light into the world to light up the world, to illuminate it, to show us what this world is like and to show us who he is. He loves us and brings us hope in the Bible. And so, kids, another three words for you. Love, hope, Bible. As you're jotting them down, let me tell you about my second point today. I'll give you a second to write those down. The second point today is about this light, the light of the world, the light we celebrate at Christmas. We see this uh, in this account uh, that John wrote. is a story of Jesus' life. John is one of Jesus' friends who travelled with him and followed him and he wrote about Jesus' life. And, and he wrote these few verses that we read earlier about, well, it doesn't seem to be about Jesus. Let's check it out. Let's have a look at these first few verses again. They're on the screen. I'm going to read them from my Bible. In the beginning was the Word... And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So here we meet someone called the Word. A bit of a funny name, but that's what it's called, the Word. It's the Word of God. But what do we know about the Word? What do we learn about the Word? We need to investigate. We need to search through these verses to figure out what we can learn about the Word. And I thought, I thought um, I had some envelopes here with all the clues we needed, but I've seemed to have lost them. I might have dropped them on the floor. So it, can you have a look around on the floor? Maybe under some of the pews, there's some envelopes. They've got big numbers written on them, and they have all our clues in there. See if you can find, if you find one, you can bring it up the front. If you're an adult and you find one, you might want to pass it to a child to bring up the front. If you spot one under a pew, three pews in front of you, maybe don't crawl under all the pews, but walk around and get them. All right, we've got an envelope. Thank you, Jordan. We've got number four. Thank you, Jordan. I'm going to pop that up here. What else have we got? Number three, thank you, Sammy. Number three, beautiful. No, whoa, you okay? Yes. Good one. Number two, number five. All right, we've got one more, one more. So close. Here you go. Second, second time's a charm. All right, big throw. I'm ready for a catch. 
so close. I should have died for it. I'm sorry. All right. So what we've got is we've got all these clues to who the word is. We're going to investigate this together. I've got number one here. Let me open this one up and have a look. Don't need that anymore. We have the word always was. Man, this is going to be so smooth if it worked. Hey, the word always was. There was never a time where there wasn't the word. The word always was. All right, let's see what's next. We've got number five. Number two, here we go, number two, beautiful. Number two, let's open this bad boy up. It's like opening Christmas presents, except I know what's in them. (laughs) Next one, the word is God. How smooth. The word is God. That's what it said. The word was God. The word is God. All right, what's next? Uh, Number three, number three. I wonder what's in this one. (laughs) I know, you don't. And the word was with God. The word was God, and the word was with God. Now, that's a little bit confusing, isn't it? But that's what the Bible says. The word was God. The word was with God. Number four, second last one. Here we go. I'm not going to need to open anything tomorrow morning, I don't think, after this. The word made everything. Everything that has been made was made by the word. And the word was, remember, that was our first one, the word was before everything that was made. That's pretty amazing. Now, last one. This is our key one for this morning. Number five. And the word was the light of the world. The word was the light of the world. Now, that's what we need, isn't it? Because the world was in darkness. This word character, this person who's called the word, who always was, who is God and is with God, who made all things, is also the light of the world that we so desperately need. Thank you, everyone, for helping me find those clues. We wouldn't have been able to do it without you. The slides only work when the clues are there. So here are a few more words for your final words, kids. Oh, there they are. The lights are on. That's fantastic. We have the word. We have light. And we have world. Because the word is the light of the world. The word is the light that we so desperately need. The word is the light that shines in the darkness. And guess what? That's Christmas. That's exactly what happens at Christmas. The word shines its light into the world. Have a look at verse 14. This was our memory verse this morning, so I know you all know the first bit of it. The word, remember this character, the word who always was, who is God, who's with God, who made everything, who's the light of the world, that word became flesh. That is, that word took on flesh and bones, this kind of floppy stuff that we all have. The word became a human. Not just that, the word became a baby. Remember, the word is God. The word made everything in the world and the word became a baby. That's pretty amazing. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. The word became a person, a real, living, breathing, human person, a baby person. Who is this person? I think you might already know this by now. John 1 verse 17, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The Word, who is God, 
who made everything, who always was, who is with God, became Jesus Christ. And that is what we celebrate at Christmas. Light came into the world. Light illuminated this dark, dark world. The God who made everything, everything, from the largest star, galaxy, supercluster, whatever the biggest thing you can think of is, to the smallest subatomic particle. That God took on the hands of a baby. Hands so small they can't even wrap around his mother's fingers. The God who provides all things for us, our food, our shelter, our relationships and everything we enjoy, the God who gives us everything we have, became dependent on others to feed him, to change him, to care for him, to put his dummy back in five times a night. It's kind of like this. Jesus is the word, yeah, we, we learned that. Skip that one. Imagine you go to school next year. Who is starting kindergarten next year? Any takers? Hands up if you're starting kindergarten. Sam, yeah? Who's going into year one next year? A couple people. Year, anyone in year two? What about year three? What about year four? Year five? No one in year five. That's right. Year six? Liz is going into year six. Did you have to repeat? And Jordan too. What about year seven? Anyone starting high school? And anyone who's just in high school, I'm not going to go through more. We'll be here all day. Yeah, we've got a few people in high school. Imagine you, you go to your class, first day of school next year, and you sit down and your teacher says, hey, guess what? We've got a new student starting. We've got uh, someone who's, who's going to be a student and they're going to be sitting next to you in class today. And they say, come on, come on, student, come in. And they walk in the door and guess who it is? It's your principal. And the principal's wearing the school uniform, same as you. They wear it a bit neater than you because, you know, they respect the uniform and all those things. They have their tie up nice, their shirt's tucked in. Uh, Can someone tell me what their principal's name is? Niels, what's your principal's name? All right, well, I've got a picture of a guy up there, so I'm not going to call them (laughs) Miss Minifee. Imagine your principal, a guy or girl, sits down next to you in school. They're a student now. That would be a bit bizarre, wouldn't it? You're working on your math problems and you're like, well, I can't do this, this one's too hard. Hey, principal, can you help me? Of course they're going to help you. They can help you. They've, they've graduated school before. They know what they're doing. They're a principal. They teach kids. They, they would be able to tell you how to do it. But it'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it, having your principal be a student with you? When God became a human, it's like your principal becoming a student and sitting next to you in your classroom. That's Jesus. God becoming man, like a principal becoming a student. And because Jesus comes into this world, we can know God. And so kids, here's some more words. I think these are your last words for the final word. Human, because God became a human. Trust, follow, celebrate. We'll get to those ones in a minute. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus was with God. Jesus is God. And so Jesus can tell us about God. Remember when we were in darkness, we couldn't know God? Well, now, because Jesus has come into this world, he can tell us all about God, because he is God, and he was with God. No one else can tell us about God, but Jesus can show us God. And so because Jesus has come into this world, we can be rescued from the darkness. That's why we might celebrate 
Because Jesus became a human, we can celebrate. But here's the thing. If you want to know God, if you want to be saved by Jesus, you need to trust and follow him. That's why our other two words are up there. Trust and follow him. We need to trust and follow Jesus. We need to trust that he is who he said he is. We need to trust that when he rescues us, he really has rescued us. We need to follow the way he wants us to live. John wrote this story. We just read the first few verses. But he wrote 20, 21 chapters of this story so that we might believe Jesus is God. That Jesus is really sent from God. Now, if you're not yet sure you want to follow Jesus, if you're joining us today, maybe you just come on Christmas to church just because that's what your family did. Maybe you're here today because you want to know the meaning behind Christmas. You want to explore and investigate. Maybe you're here just because you want to know who Jesus is. If that's you, can I encourage you, keep exploring Jesus. I don't expect you to just hear um, me talk about this for 20 minutes, open some envelopes, play a video, and you'll be like, yes, I'm in. I trust Jesus. It often takes more than that, and that's okay. I would love for you to come back and join us at church We meet every Sunday here at 10 a.m. and again at 5 p.m. Come investigate Jesus. When school starts back next year in February, we're starting a new series where we're investigating Jesus' life. We're going to be looking at some of the questions that Jesus asks people and hearing what he has to say. It's going to be a fantastic time. Please explore Jesus. Don't just ignore him. Don't just think that he can be something you can drop in on once a year, twice a year and be okay with. Let me sum up to finish. And before I finish, I want to know who's finished their finder words as well. Why is Jesus' birth so special? Well, it's because Jesus is the word who brings light to this dark world. Which means I think we need one more decoration on our Christmas tree. It's missing one thing. What I need is I need some Christmas lights. Tox, do you mind hitting the lights for me? Ah, beautiful. Look at that. Christmas lights to remind us that Jesus, the light of the world, has come into this world to bring us light and life and salvation. Because of Jesus, we can be saved. That's worth celebrating at Christmas, I reckon, don't you? What else is worth celebrating? Who's finished their finder word? Hands up if you've got it all done, all 21 words. One left. All right, the race is on, Jordan. Can you finish before the end of the service? That's what I want to know. How about I pray uh, before I finish? Let me pray on our behalf. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that at Christmas we celebrate light breaking into our dark, dark world. Thank you that Jesus makes the way for us to be saved. Father, for those of us who already know and love Jesus, we pray that we would continue to follow him all the days of our lives, that we would trust in him. For those of us who are investigating, checking Jesus out, who who are not quite there yet, or maybe very far from trusting in Jesus, Father, would you put it on our hearts to investigate Jesus, to figure out whether he really is God, whether he really is the light of the world, so that we might make a good decision whether to follow him or not. Father, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the great joy at Christmas. We pray that we would all be able to celebrate Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.